Well, thanks for tuning in to another edition of Conversations and Connections. Of course, we're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the prevention coordinator, and um, pardon the voice, I'm uh, getting over an illness that took me by surprise, and I just don't think... uh, my voice isn't quite where it normally should be, but uh, I think we'll be okay. Uh, and today we have Greta Rich with us. And of course, Greta is no stranger to the podcast. Greta is our community outreach coordinator. Uh, thank you, Greta. I know you're extremely busy. My pleasure for being here. And what I kind of wanted to talk to uh, talk about is it's that, well, it's probably in the middle of that time of the year. Uh, where uh, I kind of want to talk about uh, the internship program that the agency uh, has to offer. Of course, every year we have a group of interns um, that that come in and and spend some time with us. And, uh, of course, we're going to talk to them later in the show just about uh, what it's like for them being an intern and everything. But I wanted to talk to you because you are the person kind of responsible for the internship program. And um, I guess, first of all, just kind of tell me a little bit about um, what the internship program is. What, what does that offer students? I coordinate that program, and it's, um, it's enlightening for us as well as the students. Um, normally, we have up to five. Normally, we have up about five interns. That can vary from semester to semester, but... Thankfully, this semester we we feel a little bit back to normal because we do have we do have three this semester, um, and due to our location in Deep East Texas, we have interns from SFA in Nacogdoches and from Angelina College as well. Uh, we usually have one from Angelina College. Uh, we do have we work with different departments at both colleges, and we offer internship programs for several different departments and each department the requirements and the number of hours that the interns um, volunteer or that they put in so to speak um, vary from each in each department as well so we work closely with them we sit down and see what their needs are and we uh, make sure that we have everything checked off their list they're usually in their last semester before they graduate so it's an exciting time for them um, and they do just about what employees do here at the agency. They help out. They help me out with a lot of events, typically. But then they also spend time with several different employees here at the agency in different departments, uh, different advocates, so that they can get a broad scope of actually what we do. Okay, are they a mix? Is it are they graduate students or are they undergraduate students, or does it vary? depending on just who we get? It varies from semester to semester. It does. We do have graduate students sometimes, and then we also have undergrads too, uh, getting that bachelor's degree and then getting the their associate from Angelina College as well. So we whatever program that they are in or they're working on, we work with them on that. Um, and together we make sure that they get everything that's required of them accomplished for the semester. Um, and it typically lasts just one semester, we usually have more in the springtime than in the fall, uh, just because um, that's usually, or I guess the, the graduation uh, uh, numbers are higher in the spring than in the fall. Um, so they're usually here during the springtime right now. Okay. 
What, what are the requirements for a student to be an intern? What do, what do they have to do? They, um, <clears throat> they keep up with their hours that they're here. Uh, they work with myself, well, with the events that are uh, coming up, uh, planning phases of different, different events coming up. And then they work with uh, several of our advocates as well. It, it really depends on what their major is and uh, what, what they're studying there at SFA and at Angelina College, too. Um, they do, they shadow, typically, a lot of our different employees, a lot of our advocates. They even, uh, our, our legal advocates that go to court with some of our clients, they even do that. They even shadow them and are able to do that with them. They spend time in our safe house as well. So they get a good uh, glimpse of what all we do, and um, they are required to put in a specific number of hours for the, whatever program they're doing. And then typically at the end of the semester, they do a presentation at one of our all-staff meetings. They do uh, not a lengthy presentation, but they do a presentation. Usually it involves a PowerPoint um, just on what they learned, what they participated in, what they did while they were here with us Mm -hmm. at the agency. Okay. Uh, But while they're in school, they think, okay, well, I want to be an intern at the Family Crisis Center. What are the requirements for them to even apply? They need to check with the head of their department um, at school and typically they will have our information. They'll have me as a contact. Um, and all they do is, is reach out. Um, f- when they first contact me, they fill out an application. Um, and then we, we approve that application, and then the process goes from there. But their professors should have a list of opportunities for them, different places to choose from for sure. them to do their internship. So it's a match situation. Uh, we want them to be happy, and we want, we want to be happy yeah, with them as well. Sure. sure. And you said it lasts usually it's one semester. Yes. yes Correct. Yes, that's okay. right. They usually right. finish up right before they graduate. Okay. All right. Um, I think we pretty much covered the steps that a student needs to do to become an intern. Um, just check with their professor, and usually they need to be, it's their last semester that um, right. r- the semester that they graduate is when they're right. going to be interned. Right, and then the number of hours can vary from 200 hours. Uh, graduate students, it's higher. Graduate students uh, typically work uh, the same, the number of hours um, equivalent to four days a week, and that would be eight to five, four days a week, graduate yeah. students do. So theirs is, theirs is more like a job, uh, but undergraduates getting their bachelor degree, um, typically that's around 200 or 300 hours. Okay. And I think it's good to point out, too, that, um, I mean, it's not guaranteed, but a lot of our interns go on to become employee, full-time uh, employees here after they after they graduate they certainly so it's a do. good opportunity for them as far as that goes they certainly do i don't have the statistics on that <clears throat> but uh when they when they spend their internship here with us working with us um it's it's like a trial run if they're interested in a job here um they're they're um able to apply for whatever positions we have available while they're here and after they're after they've graduated as well but uh the beauty of that is that they know what we do they they've seen our our what we do for our community and they've They've seen our different programs and how they work, and then we've worked closely with them as well. So we know them already going into it if, they, yeah. if they're interested in a job. So it's great. Excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything we want to touch on before we move on to talking to our interns? I believe that's, <clears throat> I believe that's about it with, with me. I appreciate well, you having yeah. me. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. A, few weeks, a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, 
I, I, well, I did have the opportunity to um, sit down here in this room and talk to all three of the interns. So we're going to hear what they have to say. And uh, Greta, again, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. With me today, we have Sedaria Christian, Shelby Brown, and Emily Adams. And you may be asking, well, why are they on the show today? So we decided uh, Sedaria, uh, Shelby, and Emily are interns with uh, our agency. And I was wanting to do a show uh, with the interns just to see what it's like to be an intern with the agency and uh, kind of get their perspective and, and things like that. So thanks, guys. I bet you didn't. Uh, I kind of threw this at you. I kind of threw y'all a curveball. I don't think y'all <laughs> expected to uh, to be doing this until I approached you yesterday. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, let's. Okay. So let's just kind of first of all, so we can kind of get to know each other. We'll start with Sedaria, um, and I'm I'm assuming all of y'all are SFA. Yes. Stephen sir. F. Austin. Right. So, Sedaria, what uh, SFA? When are you when when are you graduating? May eighth. This okay. So coming up. Now, are you uh, are you an undergrad or are you a grad I student? I am a master's level social work student. Okay, so you'll have your master's then in May. Yes. Great. Awesome. Okay, Shelby. Mm -hmm. What's up? What's your story? Uh <laughs> It's a long one. No. Um, I am getting my master's in uh, clinical mental and health. And let me ask y'all that. Oh, sorry. Pull the microphone just a little closer to Too the corner of the table. Or cool. the corner. There you go. Okay. Awesome. So um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, so no. you're getting your master's as well. Mm -hmm. In clinical mental health counseling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. It's kind of a long title. SFA. Yep. Right. SFA. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Emily, Emily. SFA, I presume. Uh, yes, sir. And I'm the same clinical mental health counseling. Okay, great. Um, so y'all have been with us now for several weeks. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess we'll just kind of kick things off. Um, well, we kind of went ahead and answered uh, the first question. I kind of had prepared what's your major, where you're going to school. So all of you will be getting your master's. Mm -hmm. um, what do you want to do? After you graduate, you're graduating pretty soon. Graduation is coming up in May. Mm -hmm. uh, have you thought about your future and what uh, what lies ahead? Um, hopefully, we'll be working somewhere. Um. <laughs> Good answer, Sedaria. Uh, Good answer. I'm mostly interested in working with child populations. I'm really interested in school social work. So if I could do something at the school, like even with communities in schools be a cis site coordinator i think that would be good or even working at this agency i wouldn't mind so, so I, no, I have noticed you spend you have spent most of your time working in the safe house with our child advocate yes sir right so that's that's your passion is is, is working with the kids yes sir that's great please drop the serves <laughs> jeez <laughs> what about you guys Shelby. Uh, yeah, Shelby. Um, well, it's kind of hard. Um, I haven't really narrowed down a specific population. Uh -huh. um, that's kind of what I love about working here is it's a, such a large population. I get to work with kids, um, with adults, with teens. I mean, from all kind of different backgrounds, yeah. from every kind of life experience, you know. Um, so that's helping. I 
through this process, I've started to learn I do like working with children. I didn't think that was something <laughs> that I was going to do. I didn't know I like kids. <laughs> like, I like kids, but I didn't know professionally oh, sure, if sure. that yeah. was something kind of for me in the future. But I actually do. I am enjoying it. So maybe something along those lines. Like Sidaria, I hope to have a job. <laughs> um, but for uh, me and Emily, after we graduate, we have to do our license. And that's another like is it 3,000 hours of yeah. supervision and you know so we we kind of have this another baby step before we're right. fully licensed professional counselors okay um so I've worked with a lot of populations um I got involved in the mental health field uh around junior high actually um I uh, had some close family friends who were involved in the profession as well as some family members. So um, I mostly have worked with children. I love working with children like Sedaria. Um, and I also have done a lot of work with anxiety spectrum disorders as well as intellectual disabilities and developmental disabilities. So I have a passion for working with that population. But kind of like Shelby mentioned, after working here, you know, you kind of develop a passion for the people that you're working with. Mm -hmm. And I can see myself working more closely with um, organizations that are domestic violence and sexual assault mm -hmm. um, awareness places and um, ones that try and educate the community as well um, because there's still a lot of misconceptions about um, domestic violence and it's it's very concerning some of the things that our clients here have to face right right um and just for, for people who don't know you know a lot of times especially in the mental health field mm -hmm. oh okay well they got your degree you're good to go mm -hmm. and I think there's some things you probably could do but you do want to get your licensure mm -hmm. so what does that what is that for those who don't know mm -hmm. tell us about what it, what does it mean to get your license well, we first have to take the NCE, which qualifies us to be able to do our internship. And then after our internship, we have to take, um, oh no, the CPC is the first one that we have right. to take, my bad. Um, and then we have to take COMPS, which is the NCE, which is the National Counselor Examination. And that's what the test that we have to take in order to get our license. And then we are fully licensed counselors and we will be LPCs, licensed professional counselors. Mm -hmm. But in order to take that test, you have to have, what'd you say, 3,000 yes, supervised <laughs> right. hours? Like, uh, we can take the test, I think, this semester, yeah, the National early. Counselor Exam, but then after we graduate, we have to have 3,000 hours under supervision, kind of like we are with Dr. Choate, under okay. a professional um, supervising us in order, and we have to apply, and it's like a process. Do you have that lined up yet as far as your supervised? Mm-mm supervisory hours if you do that here or would you do it we somewhere could. else um it just kind of depends yeah yeah we're Stuart. it's a lot of we're work we're just trying to graduate it's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> graduating is only half the graduating is only half half time. the battle yeah. right, right. <laughs> so Sidaria, so let me ask you this when you got into this field did you even know about the family crisis center or what we did here no i did not so, so you really, the, the Family Crisis Center really wasn't on your radar, I don't guess, when... Um, okay, so with social work, they always tell us to, like, challenge ourselves and learn about different populations. And like I just told you, I'm mostly interested in working with children, 
but I wanted to learn about a new population. So a friend told me about the Family Crisis Center, and I chose this agency to okay. finish my last internship. So with social work, is there any kind of licensing that you have to go through or anything? You don't have to, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get a license. I don't think that we have to have supervised hours mm -hmm. like the counselors, mm -hmm. but it is a process. You know, you have to pay, and then you got to get the book. Of course. You of course study, you got to pay. Take the test, and yeah. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So, again, graduating, that's just half yeah. the mm -hmm. half of half of what's what's involved. Mm -hmm. What made y'all decide to even get into this type of work? You know, um, go back 10 years when you were kids, you know, what did you want to be, you know, like, you know, what did little Shelby want to do when she was a child and wanted, <laughs> wanted what did she do, wanted to do when she grew up? Um, little Shelby <laughs> wanted to be a professional soccer player. <laughs> um, that was her main goal. Um, but I have always been interested in how people think and why people do what they do and how, like, nature versus nurture. Okay. You know, like, are we born this way? How is our background and our circumstances, how do they influence us in our lives? And that's something I've kind of always been interested in. Um, and so this field naturally goes right with that. But then also the idea of helping people. You know, that sounds really cheesy when you're like, I'm going to help people when I grow up. Yeah, but, well. um, you know, I mean, the idea that you get to provide a service, but then also you get to learn something about your interest that you're interested in. And um, I don't know. I just it kind of fell into yeah. it and I love it. Yeah. But yeah, maybe Shelby for sure wanted to be a <laughs> professional like women's national team soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, what what made you decide to get in this because you know this type of work is not easy and no it is not. and you have to make sure you take care of yourself as well mm -hmm. uh and it's a lot of sacrifice what made you decide to do something like this well pretty much by the age of 13 12 or 13 i knew i wanted to be a counselor um, wow. just seeing the way that mental health affected the people closest to me as well as in my own life I realized that I had a passion for it because there's not a lot of resources out there. Mm -hmm. And even the counselors that are out there, they are very few and they're, it really, really depends on where you are, but I grew up in a small town, so there was like two counselors. Um, and then in, you know, bigger cities like the Metroplex, you throw a rock and you'll hit a counselor. But <laughs> there's not a lot of specialists out there. Um, mm -hmm. So I do want to pursue some type of specialty for sure. But um, just the, uh, it's not available to a lot of people, especially price-wise. A lot of counselors are very expensive. And then also there's a stigma around getting help. Um, and mental health issues are still not – it's getting better, but people still don't really talk about them. And after seeing mental health services change the lives of people around me as well as in my own personal life, I decided that I wanted to be a part of that because I had a passion for it. Okay, awesome. Sedario? For the longest, I said I wanted to be a teacher, and then I start. I think around my senior year of high school, I started to tell myself, um, I think I want to do more than teach, and I didn't know anything about social work. I didn't learn about social work until I started attending a community college, and 
I learned about the good the great program that SFA has for social workers. It's a accredited program. So I got into okay. social work. Awesome. So what's a typical day for an intern? I'll be honest with you, I have no idea really what you guys do. Uh, my my responsibilities and my field of work here is completely different from what you do. Uh, I, I see you hanging out with Dr. Choate. Uh, I hear I see you hanging out with some of our other counselors and, and everything, but I really don't know what you guys have been doing. So what does an intern do here at the agency? What are your duties and responsibilities? I feel like it's different every day. Last week I spent a lot of time, you know, getting ready for our Valentine's Day event at the Safe House, making the frames, getting the gift bags together and the prizes. And then, you know, some days we're in meetings. This morning I came down and pulled decorations <laughs> That's down. That's what I so saw it, you. I saw you doing yeah, that this morning, right? It's different every day. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the same for us. It kind of depends because me and Emily, we're in a different place every day. So some days we're in Lufkin. Some days we're in the front. I mean, we're in the main office. Or some days we're in um, the safe house. Some okay. days we're in Nacogdoches. So it's kind of hard to have, like, a normal routine. Right. But mainly we call clients. We get referrals, call clients. We set up appointments. We see clients. Um, we do a lot of research for, like, it depends on our theory, how we're treating our clients, what we're treating them for. Um, and then we kind of do what everybody else needs us to do. If they ask us to do something, you know, we're still an intern. <laughs> so. Sure. Um, sometimes yeah. you got to do the dirty work. Yeah, I guess, sometimes right? you got them off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> what's your been? What's been, uh, Emily? What's been? What has your experience been like so far? Um, it's definitely. I've grown a lot just from my, I guess, professional growth and learning um, my own capabilities as well as my limits with clients because we are working with clients that are most of the time at the lowest point in their life and it's a crisis situation and it is it is hard um, like you mentioned taking care of yourself because it takes such a heavy emotional strain especially whenever children are involved um, so I've kind of had to grow that way um, which has been really valuable to me um, but also just kind of learning how a counselor works within an organization a lot of people that we talk to here are not counselors um, they're either the social workers or they're just staff and kind of finding out our place as counselors. Um, we, if we have a private practice, that's completely different. But since we're probably not going to get to do that for quite a, lot, a while, <laughs> um, just learning the organizational structure as well as our expectations as a unit, but also to our um, ethics board and the licensing board as well. Has anything surprised you or has anything has anything taken place that you weren't expecting to be part of an internship has anything just really kind of caught you off guard or like oh wow I didn't think I'd be doing this or um to be completely honest we kind of had an idea before we got here just because we knew of the family crisis center from uh, our classes it had been mentioned before um, we knew that it was a possible internship site 
Um, but I was not aware of all of the advocacy that you guys do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of surprising to me, just how involved in the community you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just learning about the resources that are available to some of our clients and how there's a lot of legal barriers that I was not aware of. And you know that's why we have our advocates and our social workers to help them navigate and get the help that they need. Right, mm-hmm. awesome. Anybody else? I think the many services that the agency provides was a surprise to me. You know, we have what transitional housing, counseling, the 24-hour hotline call, medical advocacy, all the different types of advocacy. Um, I really think that this agency considers a holistic approach like social work. They consider all the aspects in all the needs that the clients may have. It's not just focusing on domestic violence and sexual assault, but, you know, just other underlying issues that they may have, you know. So I really think that was a surprise, all the services. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. This has been fun. I hope uh, it wasn't too stressful of an experience for you to come in here and... uh, and do this. Thank you for having us on. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, sure. No problem. Um, and again, if you feel like you uh, need any of our services or if you have any questions, you can always email us um, about the podcast. Our email address is conversationsandconnections at fccet.com. And we also have a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week hotline. If you feel like you need our services for any situation, you can call us at 1-800-828-7233. That is 1-800-828-7233. And get some counseling. (laughs) Okay. And as always, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else. Thank you.